Shabbat Shalom, everyone. In the Jewish faith, when someone dies, we have a few customs. We hear the news for an immediate relative. We tear our clothes. We make plans for burial. We inter them. And then begins a process that is common to Jews of all denominations. And the process is reciting the Mourner's Kaddish. The Kaddish, according to Jewish tradition, is recited for any immediate relative except for a parent. That means a sibling, a spouse, or God forbid, a child. We are required for 30 days. And for a parent, we are required for a year. Today, I want to look at that requirement in a little depth with you. And I ask you to indulge me as we hit an anniversary for me of the end of my saying Kaddish into the length and requirement of how long we say Kaddish and why we say Kaddish and what its purpose is. So let me start by asking you all a question. And just raise your hands to answer. How many of you think we say Kaddish for the dead? Raise your hand. And how many of you think we say Kaddish for the living? Raise your hand. Wow. Overwhelming for the living. The rabbis explain in detail what Kaddish is about. And like so many traditions and customs we have, in Judaism, it didn't start as a memorial prayer. Traditionally, when someone died, the mourner had the responsibility of leading services, being the shaliach tzibor. It's called a chiyuv, their responsibility, because it was their way of coming to synagogue and connecting with those who had passed. But a young child who was not old enough yet to read Torah or to lead services still was obligated to say the Kaddish for his or her parents. So what happened? They would come to services, and at the end of services, even though they weren't old enough to leave services, they would say a special prayer so they could memorialize their loved one, called the Kaddish. And they said the Kaddish, even if they were 8 or 9 or 10 years old. They couldn't read the Torah, they couldn't lead services, but they said the Kaddish prayer. As a result, all of those people, whether they were pre-bar about mitzvah or post-bar about mitzvah, began morphing into the process of saying the Kaddish prayer. And anyone who's ever delved into the Kaddish prayer knows that nowhere in it does it tell us anything about the dead. Or does it mention the notion of memory? Or does it tickle the idea of making a soul elevate to a better world? It magnifies and sanctifies and glorifies God's name. And that is exactly what the words Yikadal Yikadash means. May you be exalted and may you be magnified. So why do we have this custom today? And why is it still so powerful and so potent? I will tell you on a very personal level that I went through two very tough periods in the last year in mourning the death of my father. The first was the obvious period of when he died, 
and I would say about three months until I was able to somewhat regulate my life into living without him and what that looked like and all the pieces. And it isn't the same and it doesn't go on exactly as it was supposed to, but it took me a good three months to get my stride back and some rhythm back as best as I could. But the other time that I had been absolutely discombobulated, lost and confused, was exactly six weeks ago. Why six weeks ago? Because I was in the middle of a terrible dilemma. And it might sound absolutely trivial and trite to all of you, but I tell you, it was ripping up my insides. And I was not a good person to be around during those times because I was in such conflict. And here's the conflict. In our modern custom, we say the Kaddish prayer for 11 months for a mother or for a father. But the purpose of saying it for 11 months is silly and based on very little. In fact, one of our commentators that we follow in the Ashkenazic tradition, Rabbi Moses Isserlis, who is from Krakow, Poland, and those of us, and I see many who are here, including Steve and others, on the men's mission to Poland five years ago, we davened in his synagogue. He is the one who basically took the Shulchan Aruch, the Code of Jewish Law, and he told us everywhere in that Code of Jewish Law, written by Moses Caro, Joseph Caro, rather, everywhere where law applies differently for Ashkenazic Jews versus Sephardic Jews. And he specifically says, that when we lose a parent, we're responsible, we're required to say Kaddish for 12 months. But there are some people in the world who say Kaddish for 11 months, and the reason they say it for 11 months is because by saying it for 11 months, it lets God think that this person you're saying the Kaddish prayer for was so very righteous and so very perfect that there's no way you even need to finish the last month because, of course, they'll have an ascent to a better place, the Garden of Eden, the world to come, heaven, whatever we want to call it or think of it. And why do we even need to finish it? So to prove how confident we are in our recitation of memorial prayers for them, we stop a month early just to show that they're not a sinner. They're not a bad person. And this is how we prove our point. So here's my dilemma. Do I follow the tradition that our people have been following now for a couple hundred years of stopping at 11 months because we're trying to make a point that's based on what my father would say, narishkeit, silliness? Or do we continue for the 12 months because that's what Rabbi Moses Israelis said and because none of our mourning practices end at 11 months, only those who stop saying Kaddish do? And I was in conflict. What would my father want? What do I want? What's the best way of honoring his memory? And I will tell you that during this past year, I didn't miss one day of saying Kaddish for him. I said Kaddish in all of the craziest places you can imagine. Most of the time here in our congregation, most mornings I spent when we didn't have Minyan here, either at Chabad, in Tenafly, or at the Paramus Jewish Center, or at Ava Torah in Inglewood. But there were times where my schedule didn't allow me to be in this vicinity. And I said Kaddish in airports, on airplanes, at conventions for APAC, in Budapest, in hotels and on buses, even 
at Disney World. All so that we can have this idea of connecting and fulfilling. And what I was really wrestling with during this time was the question I posed to you as we began today. Am I saying this prayer for my father's memory? Or am I saying it for me? What is being completed as a result? Is it the notion that by saying this prayer for the deceased that they have this aliyah, is what we say in our tradition, may the neshama have an aliyah, may the soul have an ascent to the Garden of Eden, and that if we don't say this prayer, that it won't? Or is the idea that we're saying it because at a time when we are distraught and we are lost and we are confused and we don't have words and we don't have angles and we don't have connections and we need a map that we're commanded to be part of a community because Kaddish has to be said with the minion. And we're commanded to connect with God and to say those words, Ikadal v'ikadash. Magnified, glorified, sanctified is your name. Are we doing that because at a time when most of us would have a perfect excuse to disconnect and disengage, we are commanded to lock in, to feel a sense of connectivity, and to have that responsibility of saying that prayer. But I still wrestle. Is it for us or is it for them? And I'm looking for the answer. And as I struggled over those six weeks in trying to come to decide what to do, which was also at tension and at conflict, I couldn't decide. My mother, who had chosen voluntarily to continue to say her cottage for the whole year, even though she was obligated for 30 days, said she's stopping at 11 months. Not because she was looking for an easy way out, but because that's what she did for her parents, that's what she did for her son, and that's what she's doing for her husband because that's what he would have wanted. My brothers chose to do the very same thing, and I don't disrespect them one iota. I admire them, if not more. But after conflict and tension, I do what a lot of you feel comfortable doing, and I reached out to my rabbis and asked their opinion, and two in particular that gave me the guidance that I needed. One, Rabbi Mayor Rabinowitz, my teacher at JTS, and the other, my dear friend and colleague and classmate, Rabbi Adam Kligfeld of Temple Beth Am in Los Angeles. It was Rabbi Rabinowitz who sat down with me and explained to me all of the texts and details that helped me wrestle with this very issue and this tension. And it was through doing so that he did not share with me what I'm supposed to do. But in his brilliance gave me the tools to come up with the decision, whatever I do, and giving me a sense of completion and satisfaction in that choice. But it was my friend Adam, who's just a 18 to 24 months older than I am, who was so wise and sagacious. And as I shared with him only the way that best friends can, what it was that I was going through, and my inability to articulate my emotions, but his ability to laser in on exactly what I was feeling and going through, he said to me, David, you're having trouble ending your Kaddish because that is its own mourning process. And for those of you that have said Kaddish for a parent, for a spouse, for a sibling, or God forbid, a child, whether at 30 days or for a year, you know that when that process comes to an end, you feel that as if 
Another morning has begun. You feel that as if you've hit a crossroads and you don't know where to go from there. And while Judaism really hit the nail on the head when it came to death and dying, the one ritual we have yet to invent is a ritual for ending Kaddish. And just for your edification, the reason why so many people choose to have an unveiling at the year anniversary of the death of a loved one is because they felt that they needed some level of closure to their year of mourning and in saying Kaddish. And indeed, that's what we did in our tradition. And that's why in America we have found that custom. But nowhere is it mandated in Jewish law. For me, during those six weeks, I was lost and confused and looking for direction and couldn't decide how I should handle myself in honoring my father's death but in doing what I thought to have religious integrity. And ironically, the answer I was searching for was in the very place that I came to have that tension of saying that Kaddish in his memory and for me as well. And that was in shul. It was a random evening. I don't even remember the day of the week. We were in our chapel just to my left gathered a group of anywhere from 17 to 19 people. It was a good turnout that night. It came time for the end of the service, and we stood up to say Kaddish. And there around me stood all of these people in our community, many of whom I had officiated for the funeral of their loved one. For one, it was a child, another a mother, another a father, another a husband, and there they were saying their prayer and they were on their personal journey. And I found the sense of incredible peace and satisfaction in my heart that I was so desperately searching for and couldn't find. It reminded me of a moment that I used to have on a regular basis when I traveled for a living. One of my favorite things to do when I traveled, and a few people in this room have traveled with me and know that it's one of the treats I indulge them in, is I always get my shoe shined at the airport. No matter what condition the shoes are in, no matter which shoes I have on, I stop and I get my shoe shined. And unlike most others, I don't read the paper. I do what many of you like to do. I people watch. And as I'm watching the people pass by in the terminal, I see each of them and I start to conjure up in my head as they're walking with their bags and rollerboards and some with partners. I think to myself, are they going or are they coming? Are they on a business trip or are they on a personal journey? Are they going to merge a company or are they going to sell their company? Is that their spouse or is that their affair? And as I see each one of them on their individual journey, I realize their baggage in tow that that is indeed what they are doing. Everyone on their journey to their own destination for their own purpose, for what suits their needs that they must have done. And for me, as I looked around that room that day saying Kaddish and found that comfort that I was so desperately seeking, I saw the same thing. All those people saying Kaddish 
thinking about different things. Thinking about the relationship with a parent or a spouse. Thinking about their connection to them. Thinking about their regret or their satisfaction. Their happiness or their loneliness. Their relief in their no longer suffering or their wishing that they had two more minutes. I conjured up the same journey. And what it reminded me of is exactly that. And exactly the dichotomy and tension that we acknowledged at the beginning and that I was wrestling with. That Kaddish is the perfect amalgam of something we do both for the deceased and for the living. It's not either or. It's both. And I realized in deciding to say the Kaddish for the entire year, for the 12-month period, that just ended for me, that that peace and that journey was what I needed. The extra month doesn't make me heroic. It won't make my father think that I was the most special of his kids. He already thought that, I'm sure. <laughs> it won't make his soul have any more of an ascent. But it gave me a sense of completion and satisfaction because I was able to unpack our history and our tradition, to find its true purpose, and to also focus in on what it is that I was doing in that moment, on that very journey, where I was going and where I was coming from, and the comfort that I found around me and the same people doing the same thing, just on a very different journey. For me, during this very unexpected and emotional roller coaster of 12 months, as the English anniversary of my father's death is this Monday, I have found that nothing gave me more comfort, more love, more understanding, and more embrace than Mignon. Being in a Minion, some with the requirement to say Kaddish and some without, but there in a quorum of ten adults so that we can offer our prayer and feel that sense of going and of coming for us and for them. May that which changed my view on the value of Mignon always be an inspiration to all of us. And may those who we memorialize always feel their love at home. For those that we remember, may we feel a sense of dedication in their memory. Amen. <laughs>